Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here to teach you how to find joy, even in the hardest times, and to live the happiest, most fulfilled life you possibly can, while also having a positive impact on the world around you. Treat this podcast as your one-stop shop for all things personal development, health, business, and social justice. Without further delay, let's get unscripted. So you guys know I love the Enneagram. I talk about it all the time. And the Enneagram Institute, they have a section on their website where you can sign up for a daily Ennea thought based on your type. And today I got an email and the teaching was on the basic fear of each Enneagram type. And I wanted to kind of touch on fear in general and just my thoughts on this. So they describe the basic fear as a black hole at the center of your personality. It is a psychological reaction to a primal catastrophe, the loss of the connection to real wholeness. And basically it's like the very ground of our being. And they talk about how each personality type is driven by fear in different ways. And for me as an Enneagram One, our core fear is our own imperfection and the disorder and chaos around us that we cannot control. So we always just want to be good. That's our focus on how we want to be perceived in the world, how we want to show up. And then it gives you like a thought provoking question. You know, they talk about for this example, it's like, what, what is not true about this fear? And then, then it prompts you to experience the peace and safety of the present, present moment. So when I was reading this, um, I started to reflect on how I grown and evolved in fear over the previous years. And I think one thing that's so true about fear is the best way to overcome it is through exposure, right? So a lot of times our fears are irrational. They are things that we put too much of a heavy weight on inside of our brains. But when we actually think about it from a logical or statistical perspective, our reaction usually is not warranted. Um, based on the perceived threat. So my example would be, I am known as someone who has a crazy, embarrassing, irrational phobia of bees. Like, I, I can't, I can't handle it. It's been like that my whole life. Um, I did have some traumatizing events in my childhood that led to this fear of bees. But as an adult woman, I really do know like on a logical perspective that I have experienced way worse pain than a bee sting would ever cause me. You know, I birthed two children. It's completely irrational. It does not make sense. But it was it's something that I've always just struggled with. And kind of been known for. And that's the thing too about things that we tie to our identity. We have this thing where we're like, okay, this is how I've always been. So this is how I will always be. 
And this is where the self-awareness and the exposure comes into play because just because something has always been true for you does not mean that it needs to continue to be true for you moving forward. Um, You do not have to own that. You do not have to accept that. If you don't like it, just decide that it's not you anymore. Now, I'm going to be honest. I still don't love bees. However, exposure has played a huge part in me being able to not make a complete ass of myself when a bee comes anywhere within a 20-foot radius of me. So I'm no longer the person that's going to like scream or take off run or take off running, you know, like I can actually control my fear and act like an adult human and also, you know, be conscious of who's watching. A lot of times as parents, you know, we don't put enough emphasis on the fact that the things that we don't like about ourselves are our shortcomings or things that have been historic struggles for us we will pass on to our children if we are not conscious about the ways that we react to things in front of them. So um, my daughter, you know, she is almost 13 and she also struggles with bees. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that she has witnessed me and my overreactions in the past and that immediately indicates to her that this is something she should be afraid of. So my son is four. He currently is in that phase of, you know, he kind of likes bugs. Still, he finds them fascinating. Um, Sometimes he gets a little squeamish, but for the most part, he's pretty like even tempered about it. So he's not a lost cause. I can still (laughs) provide a positive example for him in this situation. But um, when it comes to the bee situation, the biggest thing that has allowed me to make progress is the fact that I decided that I was not going to allow something that I'm afraid of to keep me away from something that I love, from something that brings me joy. And that something is my very long outdoor walks. I love it. It centers me. It brings me joy. It gives me time to catch up on books or podcasts or zone out to music that makes me happy. Um, Physical activity, I believe, is the best way to alter your mood. It's the best way to bring yourself out of negative emotions and to re-energize So there's so many like positive elements to this. Um, The sun, the sunshine, vitamin D, like mood enhancing, it's great. But if I cannot get over that fear of bees, it inhibits my ability to really enjoy these experiences. So I had to decide that I was going to choose the thing that I love over the thing that I'm afraid of. And another thing that really kind of tested me with this was a couple years ago, we had this huge infestation of like June bugs all over my city. And I'd never experienced anything like this before, but there were millions of them. 
Like it was insane. And from a distance, you don't really realize what they are. Um, they fly very low to the ground. They're really big and they're really fast. And they come up out of the dirt where there's grass, but they dart across the sidewalk, they run into you, and they buzz. So they sound like bees. And (laughs) the first time that I came across these June bugs, I was like, hell no, I'm going home. I can't handle this. And then, you know, a day went by and another day went by. And I'm like, man, like, I am really like, craving a walk. I can't believe that I keep missing my walk because of these things. And so I just decided, you know what? I've looked them up. I know what they are. I'm just going to go. And when they're swarming and there's thousands of them and they're running into me and they're darting across like my path while I'm walking, I'm just going to keep going. Like I'm going to keep going until I get to the point to where I'm not petrified (laughs) and I'm able to have a rational reaction to what's going on. And so I did that and made a ton of progress with that, got comfortable. And now I find that because I pushed through that and had that exposure, um, when it comes to bees or wasp or whatever, any flying thing that buzzes, that I'm able to better maintain my composure and know that I can push past my fear and that once I do push past my fear, I'll be grateful for the joy that I'm able to find on the other side. And I think for tying this back to the Enneagram, you know, whatever your fundamental fear is, to really pay attention to that and find opportunities to prove that wrong. So if I fear imperfection because that's going to make the outside world view me as bad or not good or whatever the situation is, I need to constantly seek out opportunities to be imperfect. And that's important because it strengthens that muscle, that confidence building to know that the world isn't going to come crashing down because I have a typo or, you know, I do my podcast live and I don't edit anything (laughs) that, you know, there's always going to be that place of being good enough and people are still going to receive it well. And that, you know, perfection is really never worth the cost of trying to constantly chase and hopefully one day attain it. So whatever your fear is, find opportunities to constantly test that. If your you know, fear is being vulnerable um, emotionally, put yourself out there in an emotionally vulnerable place so that you are met with the reality of how people are going to receive it, how they're going to react to you, and all the stories that you've created in your head about why you can't do something or why you should avoid something or why it's justified for you to be afraid of something, slowly but surely, all of that starts to get debunked. So we think that we're really, really good at, you know, reading the minds of others and predicting other people's reactions, but we're not. All we ever do is put our own projections onto them. So, you know, because we're afraid of this thing, 
we think that, you know, other people are going to respond in the way that supports our fear. And the reality is, it's, it's not. I've gotten my best feedback, my best praise when I've been willing to show up and be imperfect, which is definitely, um, <laughs> definitely a contraindication of like how I perceived things would be. You know, I always thought that I needed to show up with perfection and um, have no flaws in order to be received the way that I wanted to be received. And my life has been the polar opposite of that. And I think that it's important that you reflect on that. So if you go to the Enneagraminstitute.com, there is a section where you can sign up for their email list. I love it. They send one a day. You can pick as many types as you want. So pick your own type, pick your spouse's type, pick your kid's type, pick your best friend's type, whatever you want, whatever you're interested in. And it'll just send you, you know, a few sentences each day of the thought of the day that pertains to that particular type. And it's a great way to facilitate growth and reflect on things that you may want to change or improve upon regarding your personality. And that wraps up today's chat. Thank you for letting me get unscripted with you. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, share with friends, and give the show a five-star rating. If you're looking to get unscripted more than just once per week, be sure to connect with me on Instagram for exclusive content at Nick, N-I-K underscore unscripted.